friends to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Radio show, and uh, certainly glad you could be here with us tonight, as always, as we now broadcast live to air uh, on Facebook, which is a great thing. And of course, all the shows are podcasted. You miss a show, you can go to the radio station's website, uh, which I'll give it to you now, which is 610cktb.com, and uh, all of the uh, dog talk shows are archived podcasted you can listen to uh, any episode that you want uh, pretty much at your leisure on demand all the shows are on uh, Spotify as well which is kind of cool uh, we're glad you're here with us tonight as I said I do want to give some thank yous uh, first of all I'd like to thank our awesome uh, producer Mr. Greg Campagna uh, without Greg the show would not be possible I mean uh, this guy keeps everything in order, and uh, he keeps me on a short leash, and uh, uh, he does a great job. So uh, thank you to Greg. Also, I would like to thank the Dog Talk Radio Show sponsors. Uh, first of all, the Pet Food Outlet, located 824 Ontario Road in Welland. And I'd like to thank the Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland and the Heartland Veterinary Animal Hospital in the city of Niagara Falls. Also, I'd like to thank our uh, other sponsor, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Uh, without the sponsors, the show wouldn't be possible. Uh, also, I want to thank everyone for voting us as your favorite dog training school in Niagara Falls. I really appreciate that. We have just been informed that we were voted best dog training academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. So uh, a big thank you to everyone who voted for us. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, I'm sure we would all agree that dogs are magnificent. Uh, they make us happy, and uh, they, uh, they definitely make our lives uh, so much more enjoyable. And once you've had a dog, you've owned a dog, you realize that uh, when you don't have a dog, it's, it's like you're missing a limb. It's like somebody took a limb right off of you. Um, the man that I'm going to bring out in a moment, his name is David Grimm. He loves dogs. He's also the author of a book called Citizen Canine. And uh, David Grimm is the deputy news editor at Science. Please say hello to David Grimm, everyone. Hi, David. Hey there. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Listen, thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule and joining us on Dog Talk tonight. First of all, I want to say that. Happy to be here. David, do you yourself have dogs currently? I don't. I feel terrible saying that after that lovely okay, introduction. I know you're an animal lover. Do you have a pussy cat? I have two cats ah. right there. I, I, I was going to pretend they were dogs, but they're, I think they're a little bit too small. Can you give us another shot of that, please, David? Yeah, they're too yeah. small and too cranky to be dogs, but they're sleeping uh, while we record right now on, on the bed in this room. So that is Jasper <laughs> and Jezebel, and they just uh, turned 15 a few months ago. So they're... Uh, they're enjoying their golden years right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, our listeners uh, just discovered that a, a female cat 
is called a queen because we always <laughs> turn the word bitch around in the dog talk video show when we're referencing female dogs. Queen is a nicer word than bitch, I have to say. <laughs> it really is. And uh, you have something in common with my producer, Greg Campagna, because uh, he's also a cat person. And my past producer was a cat person as well. So I, I should say that I love dogs. I think dogs are amazing and awesome. It's just uh, I've, I grew up with cats and I've, uh, I've had cats, but hope to have a dog at some point. I was going to ask you if your choice for having cats was uh, based on like, you know, a busy lifestyle or if it was just something you were habituated to from the time you were younger. Both. And actually right now I live, I just moved to New York City and I live in a small apartment in New York City. So uh, it's, I think, more suited to cats than uh, than dogs, although there are a ton of dogs in the apartment as well. So uh, definitely not dog exclusionary. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, you're going to educate the listeners tonight, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I know I want you to talk about a number of things. I wanted you to talk about how dogs uh, have tracked their humans across this ancient world of ours. Can we start there, David? Sure. Well, you know, well, this is a story I wrote uh, for science um, a few weeks ago. And, you know, really, you know, dogs are really uh, we don't think of dogs as a very mysterious animal, but when it comes to domestication, they're actually very, very mysterious. We don't, we know where a lot of other domesticated animals came from. We, we, have, we even have a good sense of where cats came from and about when they were domesticated. But we have really very little, we, there's very little we know about dogs. All we know is that dogs were very likely the first thing we ever domesticated before any other animal, before any other plant. And it probably happened more than 15,000 years ago. But we, beyond that, we don't really know when it happened. We don't know where it happened. And scientists have been debating for years about whether it maybe even happened in multiple places. And there's been this thought that maybe dogs uh, originated in Southeast Asia, or maybe it was Siberia, or maybe it was somewhere in the Middle East. And um, so this study sort of doesn't really attempt to answer that question, but it sort of it sort of talks about this idea of once dogs were domesticated, how did they kind of follow us around the world? And it's a big group of researchers. And what they did is they had they really went, you know, to really answer these ancient questions, you kind of have to look at ancient samples. And so what they've been doing for the past few years, they've been collecting these ancient dog and, and wolf bones. Dogs evolved from the gray wolf. And so looking at wolves can also tell us a little bit about something about dogs from around the world. And what they did is they looked at the DNA and they said, you know, can the DNA of these ancient dogs, some of them, uh, some of these bones they have are more than 10,000 years old, give us a sense of you know, basically how these animals followed us around. And they discovered some interesting things. One thing they discovered is that a lot of times dogs did follow us around, which is uh, perhaps not surprising for any dog owner to know that uh, dogs would kind of go where we went. And the, the team found examples sometimes uh, 5,000 years ago or more where uh, you have a far group of farmers maybe move from somewhere in the Near East to somewhere in Europe. And it looks like when they moved, their dogs moved with them. And that, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, you would have figured that if a, a population or a culture has grown up with dogs and they find a lot of utility in dogs, I mean, the relationship we had with dogs back then was probably not the same as what we have with them today. You know, back then dogs, you know, really had to earn their keep. You know, they were very much working animals. They had to hunt with us and they maybe guarded our villages and our campsites at night. Um, and they probably did a lot of other things for us. And we don't know there, you know, we don't know how much of there's of a sentimental relationship there was with dogs. Although, we do know that you know some some of the earliest evidence of dog domestication comes from this uh, this burial in Israel that's about twelve thousand years old, 
And uh, back then, people used to bury their loved ones under their house. <laughs> so when, you know, if, if, if a husband or a wife or mom and dad passed away, you would actually bury them under the house. And under one of these houses, they actually found um, a person that was buried, kind of curled up with a dog. And so that suggests that even way back when, you know, these animals weren't necessarily always working animals, that we may have actually had a very sentimental relationship with them. But what we're seeing with this new stuff is that, um, you know, regardless of the relationship we had with these animals, as we moved around, they seemed to move around. Now, that wasn't always the case. There was some examples the team found in places like Germany, maybe about 7,000 years ago, where people moved to the area and either they abandoned the dogs they had or they came into this area without dogs and the people in this area had dogs and they may have you know, adopted those dogs from the people or traded with those people. And again, that makes sense. You know, if you're moving from maybe a place that's maybe not very cold and maybe you don't have to to, to uh, transport a lot of stuff, maybe you don't need a working animal like a dog. But then all of a sudden you move to a place where maybe you kill something in one area and you got to bring it back, you know, 10 miles to camp. Um, you know, a dog, like a sled dog, would be very useful in that sort of situation. And so if you move to that area and you see, hey, all the locals have these great animals that you don't know what they are, but they're helping to pull sleds and they're uh, helping the people hunt, you want one of those animals. And so, um, you know, in both cases, we're seeing that the dogs were very important, even in these ancient times. And sometimes they came with us. And sometimes when we came to a new place, we adopted these animals when we got to that new place. It's wild. We just meshed with them so well. I don't think there's any other animal on planet Earth that we get along with as, as much as we do dogs. Right. And, you know, there's actually a lot of science to support that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, what are called canine cognition studies that have been done over the last couple of decades. Where researchers are actually looking at the dog brain and how dogs think and how they interact with us. And there's actually been a lot of research to show that dogs really kind of interact with us a lot like children interact with us. They can kind of sense, they have kind of a sense of what we mean when we do things. So one of the, one, a very famous experiment is, you know, if you point, if you have a two-year-old in front of you and you point at a picture on the wall, that two-year-old immediately looks at the picture on the wall. And we might think, well, that's not that interesting. Of course, they're following that pointing cue. But actually, that's actually a very complicated skill because it means that two-year-old has to know that when we point at something, we're sort of saying to them, look at this. And, you know, when we do that with chimpanzees, and chimpanzees are our closest relative on Earth, you know, they share like 99. 8% of our DNA or something like that. And if we should do that to a chimpanzee and we point at something, they have no idea. They have no idea what we're, what we're trying to tell them. But if you do that with a dog, if you point at something like a bone or something on the ground, the dog also, just like that two-year-old child, knows exactly what you mean. And so we have this kind of mind meld with dogs that we really don't have with many other animals. And so it's, again, not surprising that if we were gonna have this close relationship and if this is gonna be this animal that kind of followed us around, it would be this animal that we really have forged this really kind of unique bond with. That's for sure. We certainly do have a unique bond with dogs. No doubt about it. Listen, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with more dog talk. I'm Dave McMahon and joining me is my guest, David Grimm. He's the author of Citizen Canine. He's also the deputy news editor at Science. So you have to check that out, www.sciencemag.org, www.sciencemag.org. And uh, we'll be back uh, in a few minutes to continue our conversation with David Grimm. All right, thanks, David. And guys, uh, we'll be back for our talk.
segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. For about $80 a week, you can have a hamburger delivered to your house every day. Maybe even with fries, if you're lucky. But if you took that money to the Bring Home a Honda event right now, you could use it to lease a 2020 Honda CRV LX from just $81 weekly at 2.99% and zero down, including the $750 Honda bonus. And FYI, the CRV is 100% cholesterol free. So load up. Includes freight and fees for 60 months, taxes extra OAC. See HondaOntario.com. Is your senior pet slowing down, having difficulty on the stairs, or getting in and out of the car? November is Senior Pet Month. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center has a full senior care program, and for the month of November, all new clients on their senior care program will get a free gift and be entered into a draw for a free massage or swim. Please call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca to book your appointment. As we continue to fight the spread of COVID-19, there are new support programs in place for those who need them, including a stronger, more accessible EI and three new recovery benefits. Continuing to support Canadians now will help keep us safe and make Canada more resilient. Visit canada.ca slash coronavirus to learn about the new income support programs. A message from the Government of Canada. It's always hard to kiss summer goodbye, but with pets at home... Hello, little buddy. Oh, you're so cute. It's easy to transition to the inside world. From jackets, leashes, special food and treats, stock up for the upcoming season at Pet Food Outlet. Settle in with a new bed for snuggling or new toys for that extra playtime. Go get it. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4, 905-735-PETS. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. The music of the Rolling Stones, seen those guys in concert four times. Love, love them. Uh, we're going to go to a contest, and the prize will be available right up till 8 p.m. A little bit of dog trivia. Win a $25 Tim Horton gift card. That's right. Who wants to win a $25 Tim Horton gift card? The coffee will taste better when someone else is paying for it. So here is your uh, question. What breed of dog was in the movie Marley and Me? Tell us what breed of dog was in the movie Marley and Me. You win the $25 Tim Horton gift card. I'll tell you, that movie uh, made me cry. It sure did. 905-688-2582. Call 905-688-2582 and let us know the breed of dog that was in the movie Marley and Me and you win the $25 Tim Horton gift card. Of course, you'll have to come uh, live to air and live online with us or at least live to air. 
So again, the number 905-688-2582. Your chance to win the $25 Tim Horton gift card. What breed of dog was in the movie Marley and Me? Let us know. Of course, David knows. He can't say. I'm speaking with uh, David Grimm, and uh, we're talking about dogs. Uh, David, can you elaborate for us on the domestication of dogs and our uh, the evolving relationship? I mean, from where it was and to where we are now, man, it's crazy. I think I'm. Oh, sorry, I'm, I was muted there for a second. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, the, you know, even though we don't really know where or when dogs were domesticated. There's a sort of prevailing theory of how it happened, and sort of the idea is that you know if we're talking somewhere earlier than fifteen thousand years ago, we're talking about people who had not humans who had not settled down yet. This is before farming. This is back when our ancestors were still hunter gatherers, and so they were kind of roaming from place to place. And you know they're probably we're probably talking about a part of the world where there would be gray wolves, and we know for sure that gray wolves are the direct ancestor of. Uh, modern dogs, gray wolves and dogs share about 99.9% .9 of their DNA. Um, and so the theory goes that, you know, they, when humans would, would camp at these campsites before they, they traveled to other places, um, they, you know, they would create, they would, you know, whatever animals they would, they were feasting on, they would create these big trash piles. And these trash piles would sort of maybe be on the outskirt of the camp. And then you would have these wolves. Now, so the wolves, that's a free meal for them, right? But in order for them to access that food, they've got to be um, unafraid of people, which is really hard. So these wolves would have been terrified of people. They don't know what these animals are. These animals, referring to us, are using fire. And so humans would have been really scary to them. But maybe there was a couple wolves that were a little less scared. And these wolves were able to get a little closer to the food and maybe eat some of the food. Now, all of a sudden, these wolves have an advantage because they're eating better. They're eating more constantly. They're surviving. They're producing more offspring. And so genetically, they're giving rise to wolves that are also less afraid of people. And if you extrapolate this out over maybe hundreds or thousands of years, you basically have this continuum where the wolves, wolves are getting less and less and less and less and less afraid of people. And the, the wolves are the least afraid of people are eating a lot more and reproducing a lot more until one day you literally have a wolf coming into a human campsite and not being afraid of a person. They're getting the, more ballsy, aren't they, David? They're getting more ballsy. And so then that's up to us, you know, because, of course, we've never domesticated an animal before. And so we there has to be trust on their end, but there has to be trust on our end, too. We have to say, OK, this animal has entered our world. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to scare it away or are we going to find a way to harness it, you know? And again, we can't really put ourselves in the mind of these people 15, 20,000 years ago. But at some point that decision was made either because they thought wolf puppies were really cute or because they all of a sudden saw that, hey, if I kind of adopt this animal, this animal can hunt with me and this animal maybe can protect my my tent or whatever at night. And um, and I'm also surviving better. You know, people with dogs, you know, dogs aren't just surviving better because they're with people, but people are surviving better with when they're with dogs. And so, again, this is all speculation, but this, there's this sort of prevailing idea that this, these were the kind of the first tentative steps that transformed the wolf into the dog. And then as that relationship grows, you know, as we talked about before, then you start having, okay, now I trust this animal, I know this animal, I can get, have this animal start doing stuff for me. And this animal starts doing stuff for me and becomes a constant companion. And then maybe we have the development of kind of a more sentimental relationship where people start to view these animals not just as, well, you know, work buddies, uh, you know, but actually, you know, potentially friends, you know. And then we have the evolution of a dog as a, as a friend and as a pet. 
And then what we've seen over the last hundred years is really, and this is with cats as well, but, you know, dogs and cats evolving from being merely pets to being seen as members of the family. You know, and this is a development that's, that's pretty recent, probably, I would say, probably in the last 30 years. And I talk a lot about this in my book, this sort of idea that um, there's been this, you know, domesticating cats and dogs was this big quantum leap. Um, and turning them into companions and stuff like that, but actually be, have them becoming a member of the family is such a huge jump, you know, for, for both dogs and cats to be sort of seen as, you know, somebody we should take care of, somebody that in some cases we risk our lives for. You know, one of the big things I wrote about in my book is uh, Hurricane Katrina when we had that in the U.S. Uh, about 15 years ago. Um, you know, that was a really big dramatic event, and, you know, the, the, the city was flooding and um, people were sort of on their roofs and they're waiting for a rescue and a rowboat would come or a helicopter would come and the rescuers would say, we're going to take you, but we won't take your dogs. And the people would say, well, then I'm not leaving because this is a member of my family and I'm not going to abandon them. And a lot of those people ended up dying. And so, you know, and people saw that on TV, they saw that just how far we had come in our relationship with these animals, that we were literally risking our lives for them because we didn't we weren't going to leave any member of our family behind, whether they were covered in fur or, or not. And so that was really, you know, it really just goes to show like how much our relationship with these animals has evolved, that we really sort of consider them not just a friend and not just a companion, but actually like, you know, in some cases like a child or like, like a, family a, member. a family member. Exactly. Yeah. And our, uh, our relationship with the animals have just gotten stronger and stronger over the years. That's right. David, we're just going to slide over the phone for a moment. Let's go to uh, Christy in the Garden City of St. Catharines. Good evening, Christy. It's uh, Dave the Dog Man. <laughs> Hello, Dave the Dog Man. Good evening. How are you tonight? I'm great, thank you. Listen Good. To are you enjoying the conversation yeah. I'm having with uh, David? Very much. I'm uh, very interesting to learn about the domestication of dogs and um, you know how they become our family members now. They really are. I have two myself. <laughs> What breeds do you have? I have dachshunds, uh, Twix and O'Henry. <laughs> oh, you've got the dachshunds. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> the only breed of dog that I would say has the coolest nickname of, uh, of all, you know, it would be yes. the wiener dog, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Wiener dog, hot dog, <laughs> sausage. There's a few. <laughs> so I know you're calling to uh, attempt to win the prize. So $25 Tim Horton gift card if you get the right answer. Uh, so what breed of dog was Marley in the movie? Marley was a lab. Congratulations. Put your paws Yay! together. <laughs> oh, Christy. All right. Hey, on the line, our technical producer, Greg Campagna, is going to uh, take your information down. He's going to get your address and uh, all your personal information down. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. You're great very welcome. Show. Thank you for listening. Love right. it. Thank you. Take care, Christy. All right. The uh, the dachshunds, eh? The wiener dog. <laughs> well, David, I judged the wiener dog races at the Fort Erie racetrack. Uh, there was no wagering. It was just a novelty. But I'm telling you, was it ever fun watching these uh, <laughs> dachshunds, you know, uh, compete for speed? And basically, what they were doing is recalling to their masters, to their owners, and, That's crazy. And then we had another group approach us at uh, Fort Erie Racetrack. It was uh, the Basset Hound enthusiasts. And so we had a Basset Hound race, you know. <laughs> I mean, all the different dogs today, I mean, it's, it's wild, wild. 
David, let me ask you about the DNA, the comparison of the human to dog DNA. I thought it would be nice for you to talk about that. Yeah, you know, you know, that's that's how they sort of made some of these findings of trying to figure out, you know, trying to match up human sort of migration history with dog migration history. And so, you know, as humans move around, they kind of develop these unique genetic signatures. And so dogs do too. And so that's how, you know, these researchers were able to figure out, you know, were dogs kind of moving around with humans? Were humans not moving with dogs and then got, getting dogs when they got there? So, you know, it's 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 kind of amazing how much we can do now with this DNA technology. And again, you know, it has to combine with archaeology because if we just look at a modern dog and modern, modern human DNA, it doesn't really tell us much about the past. It can tell us a little bit, but it, the story kind of becomes muddled. And so, you know, with with humans, with, with dogs, just like humans, you really got to go back to these ancient bones. And luckily, if you can find well-preserved bones, you can still get DNA out of them and, you know, with the wolves as well. And so you can even see, and the hope is to even be able to see sort of how, you know, maybe by looking at wolf DNA and human DNA and dog DNA, we can get some more specific time points about about when dogs actually arose. Um, you know, and there's more exciting stuff to come. You know, the, as I talk about the, at the end of the story for science, you know, um, some of the things they really want to do with this ancient dog DNA is really get a sense of what these ancient dogs look like because we really have no idea. I mean. The first ones probably looked a heck of a lot like wolves. I mean, that's for sure. But um, how did dogs change over time? We know even by the ancient Roman times, the Romans had lap dogs. So they had little dogs and they had huge dogs and they had hunting dogs and they had dogs they went to battle with. So even talking, you know, a few thousand years ago, dogs had already diversified into a lot of different shapes and sizes. And of course, we've got so many, we've got wiener dogs today and we've got uh, chihuahuas and we've got Great Danes and we've got just a huge diversity of dogs that we really don't see really in any other any other uh, animal. Um, and so it's, the DNA can sort of help us re help reveal, first of all, what some of these ancient animals look like, which what some of these first dogs look like, but also sort of how they changed over time and what kind of, maybe there were some really bizarre breeds way back when that we have no idea about. So I think there's still a lot of really exciting stuff coming down the pike when it comes to looking at dog DNA. David, in your book, Citizen Canine, can you give the listeners an idea of some of the chapters? Give them a little synopsis of what they can expect to uh, to read about in your book. Yeah, you know, basically, you know, overall, the the book really takes cats and dogs from the very beginning, from right when we domesticated them, and sort of traces their evolution. Um, over the thousands of years until today. And so, you know, the first chapter I, I talk a lot about, well, how did this domestication happen? You know, I, I told listeners, your listeners, how it happened for dogs. I talked about a little bit how it happened for cats, but also what we know about the minds of these animals. How do they think? How do they interact with us? And in the second chapter, I really talk about, the second part of the book, I talk about um, how they really became part of the family. And that has to do a lot with them coming indoors. That was a really big deal for them. You know, one of the reasons cats and dogs have really become family members is because 100 years ago, your dog was an outside animal. You know, you, you had a dog house in the backyard, you chained yeah. your dog up. And some people still do that. But by and large, people have brought both cats and dogs inside. And that fundamentally transforms the relationship because when they're outside, they're an animal. But when they're inside and they're sleeping in your bed and they're sleeping with your kids and they're you're right there when you wake up in the morning, they're not an animal anymore. They're again, they're part of the family, and so it really talks about how how a lot of that happened. And the final chapter, which sort of final part of the book, which really gives the book its titles, title we talk about. I, I sort of talk about this idea of citizenship, this idea of that cats and dogs not just becoming members of the family, but kind of becoming fellow members of society. And that's where the stuff like, um, you know, military working dogs comes in, you know, dogs going into battle, you know, and, and what does that mean that 
we send dogs into war and what does that mean is there for their position in society or you know dogs and cats that are assistance animals that help blind people or help people with diabetes or a bunch of other diseases and also what's been happening in the courtrooms both in the US and in Canada in terms of the you know the rights these animals have been getting you know things like um, you know a hundred years ago if somebody killed your dog there's nothing you could do your dog didn't even considered a piece of property at least in the US and now your dogs and cats are considered property um, but either even more, more than property because if somebody comes into your house and destroys your toaster maybe you can get 50 bucks from them for you get your toaster back but if they you know, kill your animal. There's been cases where people have gotten tens of thousands of dollars, even if that you bought that dog for five bucks at a shelter. And so we're seeing this evolution in the courtroom too, where judges and lawmakers are starting to treat these animals more like people a lot of the times, both in the laws that we passed and in court cases, we see these cases where people fight over cats and dogs decide, you know, what's in the best interest of the animal. So you know, the animal really talks about like what's happening with these animals. Got a little bit of static. Can you hear me okay? David, thank you very much for. Uh, hear me okay, David? I can, yes. Okay, good. We had a little bit of static. Yeah, How sorry about that. Sorry, now, Dave, you, 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 I lost you for a second there. How can the listeners purchase your book? So you can you, you can purchase it on Amazon. That's probably the easiest way. And I have to warn you, there are at least three books called Citizen Canine. <laughs> so make sure you pick the right one. Citizen Canine, our evolving relationship with cats and dogs. Uh, be sure to grab that one. Um, and it's a it's it. Uh, there's a very nice paperback out now. It's got a really beautiful cover on it with a nice uh, nice picture of a dog and a cat on it. So I, I hope you guys will check it out. Thank you, David. Thanks for taking time tonight to join us. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure having you. David's book, Citizen Canine. David Grimm, author of Citizen Canine, deputy news editor at Science. Check out the website, www.sciencemag.org. Thanks, David. Have a doggone great night, buddy. Take care. We'll take a short break, and we'll come back with more dog talk right after this. segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at mainewestvet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. It's always hard to kiss summer goodbye, but with pets at home... Hello, little buddy. Oh, you're so cute. It's easy to transition to the inside world. 
from jackets, leashes, special food and treats. Stock up for the upcoming season at Pet Food Outlet. Settle in with a new bed for snuggling or new toys for that extra playtime. Go get it. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. 905-735-PETS. It's always hard to kiss summer goodbye, but with pets at home... Hello, little buddy. Oh, you're so cute. It's easy to transition to the inside world. From jackets, leashes, special food and treats, stock up for the upcoming season at Pet Food Outlet. Settle in with a new bed for snuggling or new toys for that extra playtime. Go get it. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4, 905-735-PETS. Is your senior pet slowing down, having difficulty on the stairs, or getting in and out of the car? November is Senior Pet Month. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center has a full senior care program, and for the month of November, all new clients on their senior care program will get a free gift and be entered into a draw for a free massage or swim. Please call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca to book your appointment. TED Radio Hour with Guy Raz. Saturdays at noon and Sunday nights at 7. Each week, a new theme and more fascinating people. What is your motive for action? I love taking on the status quo and trying to turn it upside down. My whole childhood, I was called bossy. TED Radio Hour. Saturdays at noon and Sunday night at 7. We're not ready for the next epidemic. The scariest thing I've done is ride a rocket ship to space. News Talk 610 CKTV. The Voice of Niagara. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. How's it going, everyone? Glad you could be here with us. I just wanted to give you the start dates for the upcoming dog obedience classes that I have starting. Um, The course is 10 weeks for the basic novice obedience course. Uh, that's going to involve coming to the Academy in Niagara Falls once a week for an hour for 10 weeks. And then you would come on the same day and the same time every week. For those that are watching our live feed on Facebook, you can see on your screen dog obedience classes starting Tuesday, December the 8th at 8 p.m. Also, we have Saturday, December the 12th at 9.30 a.m., We have Wednesday, December 16th at 5 p.m. We have another class starting Saturday, December the 19th at 8.30 a.m. Also on Saturday, December the 19th, we have another class starting at 11.30 a.m. So for all my contact information, email, uh, the address of the academy, uh, you can take a trip to my website. Now, the website for the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy, it's pretty easy. It's just www.dave.com mcmahon.ca so it's dave m-c-m-a-h-o-n.ca that's www.davemcmahon.ca dave mcmahon.ca okay you could also text or call 289-687-0505-289-687-0505 also our dog academy is open for you to come for a visit. So if you want to uh, put on your mask and sanitize your hands at the door, 
uh, you could uh, come and watch a class. We would appreciate you contact us first because we're only letting so many people in at a time, trying to do the best we can with crowd control. Uh, but certainly you could come and audit a class and see what it's all about. Also, uh, we have a lot of awesome testimonials, like really, really good testimonials uh, that are on Google. So if you go to Google Maps and you enter Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in the search box, you could read hundreds of awesome reviews from people that have brought their dog to me for obedience classes. So go to Google Maps, put Dave McMahon's Dog Academy in the search box, and uh, we have an amazing score. I think it's 4.8 or something like that. It's, it's a pretty high score, uh, especially because we've got, you know, hundreds of reviews. Uh, I also encourage the listeners to go and explore our Facebook business page called Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. And uh, you'll find videos and testimonials and uh, news uh, stories and information on there. We also have a Dog Talk with Dave McMahon uh, Facebook group. So it's called Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. It's a Facebook group. We encourage you to join that so you can stay up to date on the content of what we're going to be talking about on the show. We also offer private one-on-one -on -one training lessons at the Academy. And uh, we specialize in problem solving and behavior modification. So if you have a dog with dog aggression or a dog with people aggression, if you have a dog that's doing what we call resource guarding, uh, if you have a dog that is uh, dragging you down the street, uh, you have a dog that's not coming when called, you need to reach out and contact me. 289-687-0505. 289-687-0505. Contact me by text or call. Uh, so that I can help you with your dog. As I said, we have private lessons, group classes, and we also have board and train programs where you leave your dog with us for anywhere from three to four weeks, and we work on training your dog and problem solving, and then we include lessons when you pick your dog up. We don't just say, boom, here you go. See you later. Have a nice day. We have to teach you uh, what we have done with your dog. So uh, again, the website for the Dave McMahon Dog Academy is davemcmahon.ca and uh, explore the site and don't hesitate to call me or text me if you want to talk about your dog's behavior. There is no problem that we can't help you with, whether the dog is running away or taking food off the countertop or the dog is jumping, biting, uh, chewing your valuables. Uh, perhaps the dog still is not housebroken right? It's frustrating for you. Don't get mad at your dog. Please don't get mad at your dog. Don't hit your dog. Uh, I can help you and I can teach you how to properly housebreak your dog. So call or text 289-687-0505. Let's go to another contest. Uh, it's your chance now to win a $25 gift card to a Whiskey Run Golf Course. That's right. Uh, anyone feel like golfing? I do. $25 gift card to Whiskey Run Golf Course. That's what you will win. Uh, so here, put on your thinking cap. What breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo? What breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo? Call now if you want to win 905-688-2582.
905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. That's your chance to win a $25 gift card to the Whiskey Run Golf Course. What breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo? We'll take a short little break. We'll come back with more dog talk right after we hear these words. Is your senior pet slowing down, having difficulty on the stairs, or getting in and out of the car? November is Senior Pet Month. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center has a full senior care program, and for the month of November, all new clients on their senior care program will get a free gift and be entered into a draw for a free massage or swim. Please call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca to book your appointment. It's always hard to kiss summer goodbye, but with pets at home... Hello, little buddy. Oh, you're so cute. It's easy to transition to the inside world. From jackets, leashes, special food and treats, stock up for the upcoming season at Pet Food Outlet. Settle in with a new bed for snuggling or new toys for that extra playtime. Go get it. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4, 905-735-PETS. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Sometimes the most beautiful places hide the darkest secrets. Tuesday on CTV, Big Little Lies creator David E. Kelly brings us the season's most anticipated new drama. Race for impact. When two teenage girls go missing, Ryan Phillippe and Kylie Bunbury cover a series of abductions and a wall of silence. We got ourselves a predicament. Get into an all-new Big Sky. Tuesday at 10, only on CTV. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. In the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Hope you're enjoying yourself so far. Uh, dog trivia is what we're doing. Uh, your chance to win the $25 gift card to the Whiskey Run Golf Course. Sometimes there's a bit of homework when you listen to my show, but it's not that tricky. All you got to do is uh, go to Google or whatever other search engine you want to use. And uh, I'm sure you can find the answers right there at your fingertips. Uh, what breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo? Let's go to Mike in Niagara Falls. Mike, welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Good, Mike. How are things with you? Good, good. 
You enjoying the show so far, buddy? It's awesome. Always awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you listening. So, Mike, tell us what breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo. I'm going to say Malinois. No, unfortunately, that's not correct. I do, uh, I, do I really wanted to give you the $25 gift card to the Whiskey Run Golf Course, Mike, but thanks for your try and keep listening. 905-688-2582, the number to call now to win the $25 gift card to Whiskey Run Golf Course, 905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. Tell us the breed of dog that Cujo was. What breed of dog was Cujo? Who knows? Do you know? I know. Who wants the $25 gift card to the Whiskey Run Golf Course? Tell us the breed of dog that Cujo is, was. <laughs> 905-688-2582. Let's go to Dawn in the Garden City of St. Catharines. Hello, Dawn. I'm Dave the Dog Man. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Good, buddy. How about you? Oh, everything is fabulous. Oh, that's good, man. Good. Listener, uh, are you a first-time listener, first-time caller? Oh, What's I, the I listen every week. Come again? I listen every week. Good for you, buddy. I appreciate the support. Okay, do you have the correct answer? We're going to find out. Let's take a stab at it. What breed of dog was Cujo, Don? I'm going to say it was a Rottweiler. No, but that's a really good try. Okay, thanks, Dave. Keep listening, Don. I promise to try and get better each week. Thanks, buddy. Good try. We're doing a contest. It's your chance to win the $25 gift card to Whiskey Run Golf Course. What breed of dog was Cujo in the movie Cujo? All right. The answer is what? What's the answer? All right. Uh, the breed of dog, it, uh, is, it's an ST. And then the other one starts with a B. So I'm giving you guys a hint. S as in Sam, T as in Tom. And then the next word starts with a B. 905-688-2582. It's 905-688-2582. Every week on the Dog Talk Radio Show, we do dog trivia and we give away prizes. It's a lot of fun. Let's go to Steve in Niagara Falls. Good evening, Steve. I'm Dave McMahon. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Doing good, buddy. Uh, tell us, uh, do you have the correct answer? What do you think it is there, Steve? What breed of dog was Cujo? It is a St. Bernard. You got it, Steve. Big round of applause for Steve, everybody. Yay, Steve. All right. Good boy, Steve. Yeah, I'm praising you like a dog now. Good boy, Steve. Good boy. <laughs> All right, answer. Good boy, Steve. Scratch you behind the ear. Steve, you have a dog? Oh, we got two of them. All right. Tell, tell us the breeds. I got a year-and-a-half-old lab named Cooper. You know Cooper. He's been around. And then we got a, an eight-month-old... Great Pyrenees named Bella. Nice. Very nice. Cooper and Bella. Steve, you won the $25 gift card. Compliments of the Whiskey Run Golf Course. Congratulations once again. Please stay on the line because our producer, Greg Campagna, is going to take some information from you. And we're going to get the card to you. Thanks for listening, Steve. Perfect. Thank you. Have a doggone awesome night. All right. Uh, let's do some more dog trivia on the Dog Talk Radio Show on 610 CKTB. The number to keep handy, 
905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. Here's the next prize. Win a $25 Starbucks gift card. That's a good one. That'll buy you a few drinks at Starbucks. $25 Starbucks gift card. Question. Prince William and Kate Middleton had to say goodbye to their dog, Lupo. Very sad. That's right. Prince William and Kate recently had to say goodbye to their dog, Lupo. What breed of dog was Lupo? Tell me what breed of dog was Lupo that Prince William and Kate Middleton had to say goodbye to recently. 905 688 2582-905-688-2582. We're doing dog trivia live to air right now. Call the 610 CKTB studio located at 12 Yates Street in the Garden City of St. Catharines. Here we go again from the top in case you weren't paying attention. Your chance to win the $25 Starbucks gift card. Uh, you can have some free coffee at Starbucks. Question Prince William and Kate Middleton just recently had to say goodbye to their dog. Very, very, very sad. And their dog's name was Lupo. Question, what breed was the dog Lupo? What breed was Lupo? 905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. Let's go to Kevin in Fort Erie. Good evening, Kevin. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon. Hi, Dave. Hey, Kevin. How's things going in Fort Erie tonight? Ah, uh, they're going. They're going. They're going somewhere. They're going to the dogs, probably. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, what breed of dog? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm uh, going through puberty again. Just a guess. <clears throat> I'm going to say a, cor a corgi. A corgi? That's no, a, guess, yeah. a corgi. No. Oh, sorry, buddy. Thanks for listening. 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Who wants to win the $25 Starbucks gift card? Question. Prince William and Kate Middleton had to say goodbye to their dog, Lupo, recently. Very, very sad. Uh, what breed of dog was Lupo? You can look this up, guys. You can look it up. 905-688-2582. Let's go to Sean in the Rose City of Welland. Hey, Sean, welcome to Dog Talk. Well, thank you very much, Dave McMahon. And yes, I believe uh, uh, Lupo was an English uh, Cocker Spaniel. You got it, man. You just won the $25 gift card to Starbucks. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. Put our paws up for Sean. Everybody put your paws forever. Right on, Sean. That wasn't too much homework for you, was it? <laughs> it wasn't at all. It wasn't too bad, man. Sometimes the answers are right at your fingertips, or sometimes they're already in your head. Yeah. Sean, what breed of dog do you have? I have, uh, well, now I have, uh, she's a mix, a little bit of this, some of that, Shepherd. Hey, the old boys used to say, hey, it's a, it's a Heinz. It's a Heinz 57. Yeah, she's a Heinz, all right. Yeah, she's a good dog. That's right. Well, thanks for calling in, Sean, from the Rose City of Welland. You just won the $25 Starbucks gift card, buddy. And hey, uh, hey, we're that's, that's awesome. Stay on the line. Our producer is going to take some information from you. Have a good night, Sean. Thank you for listening, everyone. My name is Dave McMahon. Reach out to me.
289-687-0505. And my website is davemcmahon.ca. Thank you to David Grimm for joining us, uh, talking about uh, the history of dogs. Fantastic having him on the program. And thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to share the broadcast with your friends on social media and Facebook. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Greg Campagna, my producer. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. 